This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. Welcome to The Locals. My name is Anna Smart and I'm here talking to Te Aumutu's local Dan Armstrong who has been the host of The Locals since 2018. And uh, we're going to talk to Dan about where it all began and, and where it's gone from there and where he's off to now. So welcome, Dan, to The Locals. Kia ora, Anna. It's great to be on the show. And we can't wait to hear from you. Dan, can you take us back to the very beginning? How did The Locals begin? In 2017... I had a little pop culture radio show on Free FM with Tony Stevens called The Multiverse. Um, it didn't last long. I think it did a year. Um, but that was how I entered the whole um, sort of Free FM family. So on top of that, having to research, learn how to interview people, uh, and as well as learn how to you know, edit episodes together and do all that sort of technical side, that grew over the course of the year. Um, and then effectively, immediately after I finished the show, I went to uh, the fantastic station manager, Phil Gray, and mm-hmm. asked my own one about Taumutu. So why? What what drew you into your local area and the choice to talk to the people that really made it what it is? If, if effectively, Taumutu and the Waipa area is... I think one of the most beautifully absurd areas, um, perhaps anywhere, and I say that with love, um, <laughs> we've got a situation where, you know, the local MP in the, in the 80s, Marilyn Waring, um, you know, one of our, our world leaders, she was the MP wiper. Um, on the other end of it, you had, well, you had the largest ever battle in New Zealand, in Aotearoa, New Zealand's history, out at Naroto, the Battle of Hingakaka. Um, then on the other side of that, um, you've got locals who have become big-time drug dealers overseas. On the other <laughs> side, um, you've got people who have gone on to set up universities around the world, um, the late Norman Alexander. There is there is everything here. Um, there is both fantastic growth and opportunity. And at the other side of it, there's, there's challenges, not just reflective of New Zealand, but re- weirdly, oddly specific ones. So... I figured, yeah, it's it's time to try and, and give a bit of that a voice. And I, I, I think I succeeded, yeah. Yeah, it's been a really cool three years. So who of your guests was your most memorable? Oh, it's it's a cliche, but there are too many to name. Um, I think I, I, I look to the likes of Rangi Paraha or Jenny Williams, um, who I think are just phenomenal people, Um Tim Barnett, Catherine Healy. Um, we did this whole uh, series of episodes on space science because we've got the TA Space Centre, so some really awesome people um, I was able to interview in there. Um, you know, it's it's been brilliant digging into these various issues and chatting with people 
Um, sometimes it's the ones you expect, like politicians and so on. Um, and other times it's those people working behind the scenes that are delivering for the community too. So what was the reaction from, because on Free FM you've got the platform that takes you not just to your local area, you've got the wider podcasting audience. So what was the reaction firstly from the people close to you in Waipati Aumotu versus the wider community? The response has been, I think nine times out of 10 has been really positive, both from people close to me and, and people who just reach out and say, hey, I heard you talking to so-and-so. Um, I really enjoyed that. Um, it's, at, at first, it was just people that were quite close to me um, that would hear it because, you know, I'm, I'm just a, a, you know, a small person on a small radio station and you have to grow your audience. It continued to grow, um, getting feedback on social media. Um, I don't know what my iTunes rating is now, but at one point it was, you know, 4.5 stars or some sort of thing like that. Um, numbers continually grew. So it, the response has been really fantastic. Um, and more than once I've actually done, um, I, it feels weird saying fans, but effectively fan episodes, um, people have gotten in touch say hey why is this a thing here um and that becomes the episode so it's it's it it hasn't had as much interaction as i would have loved to it loved it to have um but yeah it's it's it has been a chance to to have a bit of relationship going on there a lot of what you've done too has been evergreen hasn't it so it's the sort of thing that somebody could could listen to now and still find relevance and and interest in and the topics yeah and that was one of the things i was conscious of because i'm w- one thing i've noticed l- locally is that well when i started this i think we only had uh, one local newspaper now we've got a couple which is fantastic but um there, there wasn't really um an, an existing space for uh, long form journalism locally and i i'm i can't you know belt out a Two or three thousand worder uh, every Monday at eleven, um, but I can, uh, you know, sit down with someone, uh, have a, a a long, deep conversation with them, or try to. Um, and at the end of it, that resource isn't um, there just for that week. Um, but I'd, I'd like that in the future. You know, people come back can come back to this. Um, they can listen to an interview with the local mayor, you know, all oh, bits and bobs. Sorry, I'm rambling. <laughs> it's okay to ramble, Dan. This is your time. <laughs> this, is, this is you. So I guess one of the things when you sat down with people, with people was you weren't just looking at what was happening right in front of them. You kind of, you've got a good backstory and you've got such a, a breadth of history knowledge yourself. So what was the thing that you loved the most about when you were diving into the topics with your guests? What, what, um, where did you like to kind of just go and to start and to learn and from? I, I, I'm genu- I generally try and do uh, the first half of the episode or, or the interview will just be laying down those roots. You know, you're from TA, what was it like growing up here? You know, how did you feel fitting into town? Why did you leave? And, you know, whatever that may be. And then the second half is, yeah, narrowing in on a specific topic. 
Um, I think a, a good example um, would have been with Dr. Janine Krippner, um, who I interviewed two or three months ago, and but it broadcast just the other day. Um, and we ended up focusing on um, misinformation and fake news because she's in, in science and the amount of BS that she has to deal with, um, you know, that has a real impact on her. So I sometimes I would try and assume that, you know, this is where we're going to have our deep dive, but other times it would become natural. It would come naturally, um, you know, like with Janine, I, I, I initially just asked around that as a gen- generic question, but mm. took up the next 10 minutes. So, you know, you, you can plan, but at, at a certain point, you just sort of, you, you, you see what's interesting and you go for it. Were there common threads as to what people had experienced growing up in TA and why they left or what was so interesting about that as a setup? I think it was half me being a history nerd and just <laughs> wanting to hear about the community in different eras, eras whether it was the early 2000s or like the 1960s. Um, but on the other side of it, effectively trying to ask uh, how people, how, how they perceived where they fitted in the community, whether they stayed or, or left. Um, because, and I think we've all gone through this, as, as young people, finding our identity in our space is, is really difficult. So I think I, I tried, I don't know if I succeeded, but I, I at least tried more than once um, to get people to discuss, um, yeah, w- where they exist in the community, because sometimes it is at the fringes, Sometimes they feel ostracized or, you know, they don't see their community represented. So, you know, you have to go and find your own. Um, perhaps you go off to study. Um, so I, I think the idea of getting into that doesn't just sort of give you an idea um, of that individual, but it, it, it shows how expansive and diverse um, the YPAR is in the first place. And so alongside the last three years, you've done some quite, incredible stuff yourself and had some quite uh, momentous life moments you've uh, run for council in that time you've finished a sociology degree you've had other stuff going on how has what you've been doing kind of walked alongside your personal life along my personal life um uh well I, for your life outside the locals yeah so life outside the locals I, I like to, I, I'm trying to think of a good uh, metaphor or analogy. Think, think, of, a, think of a dumpster fire. Um, <laughs> um, effectively, and if people who listen to this frequently, they, they may notice that uh, when I'm doing the intros and outros and so on, that, you know, my, my tone or the speed of how I'm talk, talking fluctuates and that's roughly an idea of how uh, rotten things are going at any given moment um effectively for anyone who doesn't know over the last three well over the last three years or so um grappled with some really serious mental health issues um there's been more than one suicide attempt um on top of all that um grappling with some other stuff in my life um working in a job that wasn't particularly enjoyable, but it paid great, so you stick at it anyway. Um, studying, which is, you know, I, I know it's challenging, but it's been fantastic because it's, it's pushed me so much. Um, 
and if, effectively all is that all of that has been happening um and i feel sorry for anyone who just had to deal with that knowledge dump but yeah that's that's been it and then you know every monday or whatever day it is there's a new episode too it's it's it's, it's, it's fascinating because everything is happening it's yeah it's great and terrifying and how do you think the show's evolved along what is your other stuff going outside your life have you sought did you seek different people out or did those people, did you have interview guests that had left comments that uh, ran through your head was you were experiencing all these different things? Yeah, I, I think so. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm loving your questions, by the way, and I just want to communicate that. Thank you, Dan. Um, so it, it's, it's been really interesting in who I'm trying to find um, to be on the show because I want it to represent the community. Um, but, you know, I'd be, I'd be a lie to say there is no bias and, you know, my own ideas and opinions seep into um, the questions I'm asking and the, the interviews I'm, I'm organising. Um, so, you know, the episode one was about mental health. Um, and back then I wasn't even particularly mental. So, you know, it was, it was a great start to things. Um, I say that with levity, everyone, I'm fine. Um, is, is levity the word? I don't know. It's a disarming frankness, though, Dan. And I can remember when you spoke to <laughs> Nikki Kay, you came in with that same level of frankness. Now, that was a tough interview. That was a tough interview for oh, you. It was yeah. a tough interview for her, talking about her breast cancer journey, and, and you had had that reflected in your life too. And so, I mean, that that uh, disarming frankness. More than once. Um, yeah, this, this undercurrent about mental health, grappling with life. Um, transitioning to life after something. Um, if, if I imagine like, if, if you put all the episodes beside each other, you, were, you would see that thread continuing. Um, I, I tried to sub, I try as, as much as possible to subtract myself from that um, part of it, um, to try and be as impartial and professional as possible. But, you know, sometimes you know, that, that doesn't work. And yeah, you're right. When we go to the Nikki K one, you know, it, it's, it's, it's pretty rough. <laughs> mm. Both you and her had um, such a, a deep and experience of something that was so tough. Now, totally different sides of the, the coin. I mean, you had to support somebody going through what she had to support herself going through, but certainly in that one, um, it gives a good insight. Oh, you had a good insight and a good heart into what she had been a part of. Yeah, and I, I there have been so many people. Um, you know, Nick, Nikki is one that certainly stands out. Um, people who, who who have given me and the listener the time of day. You know, they don't have to. They they they've got so many other things on their plate. Um, that coming in and being open and on, on and, and honest or as honest as they can be, you know, depending on their situation. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's a challenge for people. It's, it's really hard. And, you know, when, you, when, the, when I sort of did that, we call it casually disarming thing earlier, you know, that's clearly a defence mechanism. <laughs> and, you know, people have to grapple with some really tough questions. Um, and it's not always the ones that you think are going to, you know, catch people. Um, but you know, it, you know, you, sometimes you you strike the mark right. Which one do you think uh, lend lent itself to your favourite moments? The side of things where you could relay your personal history 
to the topic or the people where you could hand over your love of history and historical events? Vincent O'Malley. Um, he was fantastic, you know, give, giving the, the depth about our local history. Um, that, that meant a lot and to be able to ask questions. Um, and honestly, I listen to that and think of just two history nerds um, having a natter. Um, the Catherine O'Regan episodes, the, the, the three-parter, um, where we, we went deep into her life. And it was, you know, we tried to do warts and all. We couldn't include everything. Um, but, you know, that was an opportunity to discuss local issues, local history, um, and someone who fundamentally shaped this country. There's not just one moment that just stands out and goes, and you, you know, rushes right or... Yes, and you got you and Dave are involved in it. Okay. So um, I think it was the dyslexia episode, mm-hmm. um, and you two listened to it and then called me back. Um, I think I was just outside the regional council. On, on, I was on Gray, Gray Street in Hamilton. Got a phone call from you guys, and it was really fantastic. It was constructive criticism, and it was really positive. Um, and, and I think Dave said, you know, I could have heard that on RNZ. Um, yeah. And that was that was possibly the moment where I thought, yeah, yeah, I could, I could stick with this and, and, and do something really awesome. Um, it isn't just me narcissi- narcissistically assuming that now. No, not at all. And <laughs> the elephant in the room being that this is, <clears throat> this episode is about you because it's your final episode. So where does that take you from here? Well, I don't know if you knew this, Anna, and dear listener, um, but this is actually the final episode ever. Um, <laughs> effectively, and the last, I'm, what are we recording this on the 31st, so the end of October, and the last week I have finished my university degree, um, been offered a job in Wellington, um, and are in the process of, you know, getting, getting ready to um, move on with that. E- effectively, I'm going to step away from radio for a little bit. Um, I want to come back. I, I want to come back when there's less data and I can go into the studio and do it proper instead of it just being on Zoom. Um, but e- effectively, I'm just going to focus on, well, um, f- try to focus on my own well-being and ideally making a bit of bank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but still research projects and history and stuff like that. You, you know, I can't avoid it. And I can't hear Wellington without thinking about Radio New Zealand. So, you know. Oh, bless. There's still hope, right? So, but were you two uh, Delta to to disappear off into the distance, which (laughs) sitting here on the 31st of October 2021 just seems like such a faraway concept currently? (laughs) Um, Who knows? Um, There's just a look of exhaustion on your face right now, Anna, and it just feels representative of the team of five million in the last sort of 20 months yeah yeah well um, it it is it's just I don't know it's just the outlook is just where's where's our crystal ball really and and at what point are we going to be able to be back in studio and to do all those things that you really enjoyed but it's not going to be back in this format where do you see your interests moving or going or what haven't you explored that you want to explore I want to there there are some deep dives uh, I'm really proud of that I've done, that I've still got working behind the scenes. And I, I, I feel rude for being coy and sort of, you know, not saying specifically what they are, but 
I, I, I don't want to announce it and then it not happen because, you know, that's, it sucks when that happens. Um, but there are a, yeah, a couple research things that I've been working on that I, I think would work really well in an audio, feed, in an audio format. So tra- transitioning that written work into radio would be fantastic. And I've, I've, I think there's, yeah, there's a couple really cool things. Um, one of them is around Tokunui Hospital. That's close to my heart because, um, you know, we, we make jokes, but, you know, if I, if I existed a century ago, I would have almost certainly been placed in there and there's a real possibility I wouldn't have been let out. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really eager to do those deep dives and bring them to the community and make it as accessible, accessible as possible. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, just continuing creating things around that, around awareness, history, um, advocacy, that, that's going to continue. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm equally fascinated to see how it goes. Mm. Yeah. What was your most awkward moment on the show? Most awkward not moment. Okay. It, there's one, but I'm too nervous to say it. Um, Just whisper I, it. <laughs> oh, that's it. Actually, that's, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I accidentally, immediately after I interviewed a guest, this is in year one, you know, like my, my third guest ever or something like that. I, what did I do? I texted them thinking they were someone else. Oh. Um, and was brutally honest about the interview oh. we had just done. Oh, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I felt bad, but then I found out that they, they're not exactly the, the best person either, so I didn't feel as bad. Oh, what a terrible feeling. Yeah. How about that? Is that a, that oh. a good, good choice, Edda? Yeah. What did you learn along the way? Uh, this has really solidified my realization that I, I don't know everything, and there's something fantastic in that because it means uh, I can I can keep looking and wondering and researching. Um, yeah, what what I learned is that I don't know things, um, and I thought that was fantastic because um, it's only meant growth and hopefully some more diversity in the show. Where to now for Chamutu and the Waipa? What do you see happening in there? Well, we've got a lovely little cluster. Um, that, mm. Yeah. It's keeping us all locked up, Dan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I personally apologise. Um, <laughs> we're in a really fascinating position because as, as a service community, um, you know, there's a, there's a certain amount of growth that comes from that. Uh, we're continually expanding um, building more properties and so on. And, you know, our population is rising. It's about 56,000 now. We're, we've got a heap of potential, um, but I, I do worry sometimes that uh, we're just assuming that will grow and we're not putting in all the work. Um, that's changed in the last sort of 10 years. Um, but I, I worry that, you know, when we're only talking about growth, we're only talking about you know, more roads, more pipes, more houses, but not actually the, the social infrastructure that surrounds it. What would you like to see? A community hub, sort of youth centre, more high-density housing so we can make this community more affordable. 
um, for people my age who, who want to live here or, or start a family here. Um, working more with Tuananga because we've got a fantastic tertiary, tertiary um, uh, uh, site here, well, multiple sites. Um, I, I think there's so much we can do, um, not just about recognising our history, um, but effectively supporting the people we have now, um, eff- effectively building that support infrastructure, um, helping people um, get that support that they need because, you know, we do have huge pockets of deprivation here um, on top of huge pockets of uh, excess and, and affluence. And do you have a piece of advice for your younger self? Well, I I like that question because I've been asking it for like three years now. Um, you had a lot of time to think about it. Yeah, I should have been thinking about it too. Um, Before you answer, what was the piece of advice that your favourite, well, that one of the guests gave that was your favourite answer to that? Um, Marilyn Wearing. Oh, um, she was cool. She's cool. Oh, that was a great interview. Absolute boss. Um, there's a whole second interview with her too that never made it to air. Um, and she, she's just, just, just the goat. Is it? What is it? Greatest of all time? Yeah. <laughs> On top of the fact that she actually likes goats, so it's you know, it's a circle. Um, she was the one person who said no to answering that question. On what basis? She didn't have any advice for a younger self. If, if you think about it, what was she doing when she was my age? She was effectively sticking it to the government and. You know, she was running things. Um, yeah, she was the one person um, who declined to answer over all that. Um, young people, especially like teenagers, often answered that, you know, it gets better, which I found fascinating. Um, yeah, it's, it's been interesting. Yeah, Marilyn Waring, the one person that, that said no. What, well, what would you say to yourself? What's your piece of advice for young Dan? Um, dear younger Dan. Oh, yeah, still, still young Dan, but young, young Dan. Dear early 20s Dan, you don't know how hard and rough life is going to be. Um, it is only going to continue to get worse um, in a whole heap of regards. At the same time, you're going to discover you're, you're the strongest person you know and you have untapped reserves that will help you get through this. Um, I'm not going to say it's going to get better, but I know you will get stronger. How about that? That's a great set of honest advice. What do you think young Dan might have done with that information? Still young Dan, Uh, what do you think younger Dan will have done with that? (laughs) He he would have said, piss off, boomer. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. So how do you wrap up three years of something that you poured your heart and soul into? Well, the way I wrap up, Anna, Mm. I say that's the end of another episode. You can find this and other episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Just search the locals and I'll pop those links up on the Dan Armstrong Waipakin Country Facebook page. Technically, we won't be back next week. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Hi, da. Like that. That's how I would wrap it up. I think it's beautiful. I think we could probably <laughs> end it there. I'm Anna Smart. I think you need to have the last word. Can't think of one. How about just, I'm Dan Armstrong and that's the locals? I was Dan Armstrong and that was the locals.
For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.